This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Community Roundtable. Very excited to continue to celebrate Navy Week, of course, Navy Week here in Mobile. Um, as I do with my, with my guests, I have them introduce themselves and this is really special because obviously my guest is on the phone um, and he's going to tell you who he is and you'll better understand why he's on the phone as he uh, continues to celebrate being in the United States Navy. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mobile, Alabama. This is uh, Command Map Chief Antonio Perryman, a true Mobile native. I'm telling you, I love my city and I love our Navy. I love it. Thank you so much for finding time to uh, join us. I know you have a jam-packed schedule while you're in town, and it's exciting for a number of reasons, including, I mean, a little birdie tells me that you are um, going to be in some of your last few parades, but it's for a good reason. Oh, yes, I'm going to be in some parades. I mean, I grew up on Mardi Gras. I love it. And it's no exciting time just to come home and get fellowship and get a chance to meet, see family and get a chance to see old friends I haven't seen in a while. I love it. We were talking about just what it means to have that moon pie, that first moon pie of the season. <laughs> and it's going to taste great. And I got to tell Mobile, you got to get the chocolate one now. There you go. I mean, you are a command master chief. Who tells you no? <laughs> <laughs> but now you I are. I have a boss. I have a boss. He'll tell me no. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, help us understand. You know what is Navy Week, and you know what is the purpose um, having you and you know all of those who are proudly serving in the U.S. Navy um, able to participate. Yes, we're here. The biggest piece is uh, educating the American public. When I say American public, we're just talking about Mobile. Now, we're going to focus in just on Mobile, Alabama, about the capability, the importance, and the value of today's Navy, which is essential to the responsibility of those people that serve, like myself, and all the Navy fellows that will be in town. The uh, Navy Outreach Program is an effort to intend to educate American public on the Navy's capability and their relevance to their national security. So we get an opportunity to say, come out, we're a partnership uh, for those that serve and the people back at home. You've participated in um, numerous um, Navy Weeks in Mobile. What is it like to come home and for people to see you? Because they knew you when. You went to Murphy High School, home of the Panthers. What's it like? It feels great. Um, I just uh, pay homage to my hometown. I grew up in the Orange Grove Project. um, And coming from there, it was some serious values instilled in me. Uh, family truly matter, and neighbor, uh, uh, neighbors really meant something. Mm-hmm. And just looking at the values of who I was in 1989 when I left Mobile and looking at 33 years here later, uh, it is just a tremendous feeling. I'm super excited, and again, it's just a chance to get to see everybody I knew when I was coming up and just to get a chance to spend some time with my family. But just educating Mobile on the fact that the Navy is here, and I want the Navy to know that Mobile is exciting and a very history and heritage tradition type of city that they would love to be a part of. Now, not to not to damper our spirit or our conversation, but, you know, right now, youth really need more direction. They need more leadership. Some of those values that were instilled in you, and for those who may be familiar or may not be familiar with what Orange Grove means, um, you know, I don't get into zip codes or whether it's a housing project or a mansion, but the fact that you had those values is, is the man you are that we get to see today. But what are some of those values that you're hoping that young people really pick up on and lean into? I want them to understand that dignity and respect goes a long way. 
the character of an individual truly matters. What I do know, people have people have an inherent desire to succeed in life. People have a desire, inherent desire to want to feel like they matter. So I would tell uh, all the younger generation of Mobile, Alabama, to now it's great to dream, but you got to set some goals and hold yourself accountable to them. And when you do that, it's when you declare to someone that's going to help you through the process. And what has been good for me, which has been my family, the friends, the neighbors I grew up around, and then my neighbor family. I love it. That's great advice. If you could look back at the younger you, okay, when you were known as um, Tony Perryman, excuse me, when you were known as Tony Perryman, what would you say to him right now? I would tell him that uh, relationships matter. Mm. I would say connectedness. The face-to-face communication truly has to matter. And we got to be able to sit down in a room and come up with a solution to any and everything we put on the table. President Truman once said, it's amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. And I think that's what we sit at. So I think we get to have to continue to communicate. And when you face-to-face, make it count. That's invaluable right there. Um, and it makes sense why you, along with 100 sailors in town over a 10-day period, participating in roughly 75 events. What are some of the events you're looking forward to maybe doing for the first time or repeating because you had so much fun um, and, you know, made such a great impact prior to? Well, I'm looking forward to a lot of it. And me, I'm looking forward to every every piece that I'm in because I love doing it. It's an opportunity to see everyone while I'm there. Uh, get a chance to meet Major General Janet Cobb, retired uh, United States Army at the USS Alabama Battleship. We get a chance to sit down with the mayor and have a good conversation about uh, opening the city up and giving us a proclamation to the outreach that we'll be doing in the community. Get a chance to meet with the Mobile Area Black Chambers of Commerce and having a dinner with them. I'm also scheduled to go over to the Point Clear Rotary Club and just talk about the amazing things that they're doing for society and people and then give them a taste of what the Navy is doing as well. And then I get a chance to go down to the Port Authority at the State Docks and get a tour of the basin down there, and I get a tour of Austin. So it's just that outreach and saying we want to build and we want the uh, community to know what the Navy offers, but at the same time, for those people that in Mobile that want those kind of jobs at Austin, we've got to continue to get that education piece into the community colleges like welders, electricians, those trades are there. We have the talent in Mobile, and the Navy has an opportunity there. Yeah, there's great talent in the city. And, you know, I know I can say we're parents of three teenagers. And, you know, there's many different avenues to succeed, whether it's the college life, whether it's the tech life, you know, whether it's the, you know, military plus college and tech life. I mean, you can, there's really so many options, but we have to introduce these concepts to our young people so that they know how to plan. Yes, yes, that's very important. You one thing you did not mention though are parades. So you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you get to be a part of the parades once again. Yes, I get to be a part of parade. That's the piece I love most. I grew up looking at it. Um, I'm a Mobile Area Mardi Gras Association member, uh, member. So I get an opportunity to participate in the parades on Tuesday. I also have a good group of friends that I stay connected with down there. I ride the parades on Monday, and I get a chance to ride a uh, float on Sunday as well. You are, you're not going to sleep, and you're going to give back in a big way. <laughs> love that. When That's you, what I love about it. When you first enlisted, um, how old were you? I was 18 years old. And why the Navy? The Navy was the best student for me. I think the biggest piece for me was seeing the sailors walking around Mobile. Uh, I had a couple of friends that joined the Navy before me, and 
they had nothing but good things to say about it. Uh, you know, I think uh, the military is a process when you as a kid really don't know what you want to do with your life. I, I was an athlete. I played sports. But I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And the opportunity came for me to go to the recruiting station. And I signed up to the Navy. And then I just look at myself where I'm at today. I'm thankful that the fact that I was led in that path to join the Navy. Oh, my goodness. And I, I mean, I have the pleasure of looking at your bio. But for those who are not familiar, I mean, you've really been around the globe and been able to experience things sometimes people can't even dream of. But you're also putting in the work ethic um, to protect us here in America. Will you please share some of the duty stations where you've been um, stationed? Yeah, with a 33-year career, that means I've spent 20 years of my career on Navy ships. Uh, and it's been about nine to ten shifts. I've served on four aircraft carriers. I've even been the command master of the aircraft carriers. I've been to Sydney, Australia, Hong Kong, Singapore, Yakuska, Japan, Palma, Spain, Sibiu, Debecchia, Italy, Florence. I've been to Bahrain, Jabal Ali. It's just a amazing, amazing the places you get to see. At the same time, you're working and you're providing goodwill and strength and stability, but for me, for Mobile, Alabama, for Orange Road Project, I never visited that in my days that I would see that many countries and then raise a family off of it because I'm married with three kids and I'm just I'm so proud of who they are and I'm I'm quite sure they're proud of me. But you got to remain humble. I, I'm always believing I'm a humble servant to people, meaning service to people, ensuring they're getting what they need. Because the climate and culture of any command is the responsibility that I hold for as a command master chief. What a brilliant career that you get to speak of. And you're still young. You still have so much life to live. And the fact that you're going to you know, be here in town and share you know, some of this goodness with our community is a true blessing. Because, again, I think it's all about presentation, right, and representation. So for some people, if they've grown up in a part of the nation where going to the military is, is only a bad option as far as either picking, you know, you can go one way or another – as opposed to it being presented that this is a great option. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Uh, I, I think that over the term of being in and just being in the leadership I've been in since 2009, I ultimately understand that leadership is a key about anything. And the definition for leadership for me is the, the willingness for me to sacrifice myself for everyone else. And so they may feel safe. you got to be 100% committed to that. I believe our young men and women deserve to feel a, feel a sense of belonging and with a sense of belonging, they can, we can always build a cohesive team for young men and women to stay motivated and be inspired to serve beyond themselves. They part of something that's beyond them. And it's great to be a part of a team. And it feels good. Yes. Yes, indeed. Team USA, for sure. So you mentioned being on these Navy ships. You know, I have got to ask the obvious question I think a lot of people have. Uh, how do you avoid seasickness? <laughs> I, I, Maybe it was just embedded in me from the beginning, but I've never been seasick, and I'm thankful for that. But just getting a chance to serve on an aircraft carrier. You know, aircraft carriers uh, have about 5,400 people on there, and I was the command master for the USS Harry S. Truman. But you get along that ship so long that you just don't even hardly have that opportunity to meet that many people. And you're talking about 5,400 people. Some cities are not that big. I mean, you're talking about 374 yards of of land. That's what an aircraft carrier provides with 85 aircraft. So it is a wonderful feeling and it's tremendous. And I've just never been a seasick guy. And I spent 20 years of my career on ships. Oh my goodness, nerves of steel. I just, wow, just wow. I mean, um, you know, when you hear the rank, because again, some aren't familiar, some are a thousand percent civilian, and they say, I don't know what that means, but I want to show my respect. What does it mean to be a command master chief? 
I tell you, the first thing I think about with being a command master chief, I got this phrase I always use, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. Only 1% of the United States Navy can be at my pay grade. And we're talking about an enlisted force of over 287,000 people. So you're talking about at least 2,000 people in my ranking. And at my position, it's no more than probably 600 members. So it's very humbling. I, it's an opportunity uh, to lead people, to get them to what they need to do in life, to help them get to they. They've grown in sources that's going to have them solid for them and their families. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, leadership is not a uh, a sprint. You know, it's a marathon. So I, I tell ourselves each and every day, don't sprint yourself to failure. And don't ever let roadblocks get in the way or uh, be an excuse for quitting or failing. So, yeah, it's just humbling to be a master chief of the Navy. That is the highest you can go as an uh, enlisted member in the United States Navy. That's so beautiful. And again, as I told you before, thank you for your service because you chose to be in the position that you're in. You backed it up with the hard work and you, you know, as you've acknowledged, the support of your family is is a big deal. And so we're so appreciative um, of your service and appreciate you joining me. If you're just tuning in, uh, welcome to the Community Roundtable. Uh, Speaking with Command Master Chief Antonio Tony Perryman, who is a Mobile native mind you, and in town for um, U.S. Navy Week. Do you think that most people know that Navy Week is celebrated across the nation to ensure that these these many days of service are able to be um, appreciated uh, nationwide? I, I think uh, the majority of the nation is getting it now more, hence why we are doing these community relations activities, and that's just to increase the understanding of the Department of Defense mission. And that's just to provide military forces needed to deter war and to protect security of our country. And, and, and that's what we're out here doing. We want people to know that we are connected and we're building a partnership and that we are here to fight and serve. And, you know, you, you are so very humble, which is I think most people appreciate because then they feel very comfortable asking you questions. But because I'm a true mom, I like to embarrass and um, brag on my guests. <laughs> you have <laughs> numerous awards and decorations, um, including the Legion of Merit, a Meritorious Service Medal, three awards, uh, three awards for Navy and Marine Corps Commendation Medal, Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal, seven awards, 10 awards for Good Conduct Medal, and numerous individual campaign and unit awards and you know it must make you so proud to yes be recognized but to know the impact that you're having on young men and women each and every day it does feel good but um i'm one that i understand the awards i've received but to be the person i am i know that none of what i've done is done without the young men and women that i serve and the family that i represent and the friends that i have surrounding me so I know those are awards that maybe I wear are dedicated to those people that instill good pride and leadership inside of me. So I give thanks to everybody that has been part of my life and truly can't do anything without the young men and women that serve this country now. So speaking of young men and women, you uh, attended Murphy High School, graduated from Murphy High School. What would you like to say to those Panthers and their families who are listening this morning? I will always say go. Midas, Panthers, 1989 is still kicking it. But what I would tell them is to sit down and think about what you want to do in life, and you have to do it now. Trust in the leadership. Trust in the educators there. Believe that you can find strength in any adversity. And the worst catalyst it could be can be the best success story for tomorrow. Always know that with every 100-mile step uh, on a journey, which step are you really ready to take? And I'll say write it down. Set you some goals. Declare them to someone else and let no one stop you from maintaining and reaching your highest potential.
beautiful and motivating words indeed. Um, and, and those resonate, especially now. I mean, I, I think the pandemic is, as I always say, there's obviously negatives. We've lost too many people, too many people, you know, have not recovered. But the positives are that people are, are leaning into their gifts and they're asking more questions and, and they're being, they're being, very, excuse me, they're being very intentional with wanting to do better and be better. And I think, you know, hearing your motivation like this, well, even if you just impact one person, which I know will be more than that, it, it, it's it's a true blessing. It's a true blessing. Yeah, it is a true blessing. And it feels good. Um, not that I want to feel good, but I, the piece about leadership and leading so many people, you got to be able to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Your story matters to young minds that may be going through some of the things that you went through when you were young. And to see you standing where you are today, give them promise, give them guide that they one day can make it as well, based off some of the things they're going through now that you possibly went through. And that whole that starts a conversation. That starts that sit down at the table to see who I want to be in life and to actually get to meet and see one another is a beautiful thing, I think. Yes, indeed. It just makes you smile big time. Woo, so 10 days of just go, go, go for all the right reasons. Um, that's important. It's important for people to hear about it, yes, but it's important for people to see it. And I know that you've mentioned, you know, your family. Um, what would you say to your family right now if they're tuning in and listening to you as you're really, you know, wrapping up a successful career? What would you like to say to them? I would say um, first, that I love them. I love my mother. Her name is Miss Ida Raymond. Uh, she's probably tuning in, and I appreciate it. Uh, my wife and kids are spread out. My wife is here in Virginia, and my kids are in Florida, all three of them. They're, kids. they're not kids, but they're my kids. <laughs> I will tell them I love them, and I thank them for their sacrifice to allow me to be who I am, to allow me to serve my country, and to do it well. I'm thankful for them, and I'm thankful for their sacrifice. And I look forward to seeing all of them when I get there. Command Master Chief, see, now you're trying to make people cry around here. I mean, that speaks volumes because sometimes people get all these titles and all these awards and they're so forward focused that they don't remember to acknowledge those who were there with them from the very beginning. And I think that's so impactful. Yeah, it has to be. It just, it's always keeping in mind that whatever challenge is opportunity to make a difference. You're going to do take some rights and lefts in life and I say when you reach the poor pit and what you do when you get there is how you'll be remembered. Well, I want to be remembered for taking care of people and giving thanks at the end of the day. That's right. You mentioned Virginia. So, um, you know, Commander uh, Carrier Strike Group 2. For those who, because the the beauty of this show, we're, we're heard around the globe thanks to our app. Um, there may be people listening in Virginia right now. What does that mean to them in that local community? Yes, uh, Caddy's Strike Group 2 is a command that's commanded by a uh, flag officer, and admiral. Admiral Scott Robinson is my boss. Uh, we get ships prepared and ready to deploy. Uh, when we say defend, we talk about defend the homeland. When we talk about deter, we talk about conflict. When we talk about defeat, we're talking about people that are showing aggression. And then we respond, and we respond to crisis and provide humanitarian assistance and disaster response. We're responsible for aircraft carrier, which is the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower. Uh, we have three agents cruisers with us, the USS Normandy, USS Monterey, and the USS Bella Gup. And then we have Carrier Air Wing 3, which is built around nine different squadrons, which are our aircraft. So we have about 7,000 sailors inside of the Carrier Strike Group 2 that we're responsible for, maintaining, upkeep equipment, and making ships, or ships are ready to go. 
Oh, my goodness. I mean, this just makes you just so patriotic with pride if you weren't before. I mean, it really just makes your heart smile to know that so many men and women are doing what they're doing. When many of us are, are, are fast asleep, I mean, you're continuing on with the push. And again, I, I can never express my how grateful I am. And I know people are in the community. So for Mobile uh, Navy Week, I love the fact that there's in-person demonstrations and performances and engagements throughout the week, which include uh, senior Navy leaders, flag officers, senior civilian Navy leaders with ties to Alabama and the surrounding area. That's you, of course. Um, also, uh, Navy Band Southeast, performances and master classes with Navy musicians. Are we in for a treat or what? You are in for a treat. You're going to see our young men and women that are musicians, and they're going to perform well, and they're going to give a beautiful show to Mobile. And again, these are our young men and women that are leaving from whatever part of the United States they're a part of to join together as a team and provide entertainment through music, songs, bands, and instruments. And it's just so amazing to feel, you know, when you're out there and you're on the way on the club, that kind of stuff truly matters. It truly matters, and you get for a treat. I love it. And, you know, it's it, you're making sure to cover really the entire scope of – I guess, information, because, of course, we know about the fantastic Navy band, but some may not know about the U.S. Naval Meteorology and Oceanography Command. Um, According to the press release, educational presentations will be uh, had on the importance of atmospheric and oceanographic uh, science and the overall value of STEM education to the Navy. It's amazing. And, and again, we're not recruiting, but we want to see, we want the community to see what we're doing and it's very important that we continue to bring in that talent into the Navy. And Mobile is no better place than to do it. We have the talent there. Our young men and women are striving every day. And I know the educators are making it happen. And we just want to see their other avenues. And we have a lot of things. I was a quartermaster before I became a command master chief, which was surface navigation. So we dealt with shooting stars, celestial bodies, doing sunrise with me and I understand where the sun is at at high noon and then being able to track a ship from the east coast to the west coast or from Norfolk, Virginia to the Straits of uh, Gibraltar in the Mediterranean. That was my primary source before I came a command master chief. So we're looking for that talent and no better place than to be in Mobile. Our people are wonderful and and this is a great opportunity for them to see what we do. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going to welcome everyone with open arms, especially when they can understand all the talent and the time and the passion and and, and the smarts that go into all of this. Last but not least, the USS Ceremonial Guard, the Precision Rifle Drill Demonstration Team. Sometimes, unfortunately, um, you know, people see them because they're it's a sad time in their life. You know, they're saying goodbye to someone, but they also um, perform in, in other ways. And if you could please help us understand those ways. Yeah, they do ceremonial guards. They come in, they, they are super squared away individuals. I cannot be one of those <laughs> young men and women, but they are military structure. Uh, they've been taught a lot and being in different ceremonies. They provide a service that you're going to see, you're going to entertain, they're going to use weapons and rifles and show you exactly how it means to be prideful in what you do. You know, they say, you know, for the United States, a strong name is just not a want, but a need. And we provide that in every facet. And that's just even through ceremonial guards providing service to people. 
That's right. And when you look back, I mean, you have so much knowledge on so many different compartments of the Navy, which, of course, is why you're in the uh, command position that you are, because you are a true leader. When you look back, did you ever think that you'd be doing this, uh, that you'd be, you know, part of a family, um, the U.S. Navy family for 33 plus years? I I didn't see it. I I really didn't. And I'm thankful that... uh, the values that were instilled in me in the beginning kicked in. Uh, it took a strong wife to be aside me in this process. Her sacrifice has been tremendous. She's been there. Uh, we're going to be married 31 years in May. She's been there my entire ride. And it takes a strong family to produce a strong individual to be in the military to understand that you're going to do 10, 8 to 9-month deployments and not be at home when you can't come home. I've done 10, 8 or 9 deployments with 20 years of sea time. My family's sacrifice is tremendous, and I'm just thankful that they allowed me to be me. And I didn't ever see it. I can't tell uh, the mobile people that I saw it. I didn't see it. Oh, my goodness. And how can we say thank you when we get to see you, you know, whether it's in town for Mardi Gras or just because we, you may be wearing a cover that acknowledges, you know, your rank or acknowledges you, your time in service. How can we say thank you? Uh, by holding a conversation. I'll speak to you first if I see you, because I got that sudden hospitality to me that when I see anybody, I'm just going to say, hello, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I think that's what we do for Mobile anyway. But when you see our service members in uniforms, I'll say, Mobile, please engage them and talk to them. They want to tell you what they do, and they also want to learn who you are. And let's continue to instill that rich heritage of what Mobile has to the men and women that serve this country. So just a, just a slight conversation to say, hello, how you doing? There you go. And, and you know, when you say, you know, when you have your final salute, when you're able to go into civilian life, what will you do? Well, I'm thinking about that. But the first and foremost thing, I'm going to say, wow, for 33 years, I'm going to say, how do I leave something I love so much? And that'll be by gaining and coming back to people I love just a little bit more mm-hmm. and my family. So I will get me some family time in. I will spend a few months to get myself collected after 33 years of service to make sure I'm uh, ready to come into civilian society. And at some point, I want to go to work. I want to be able to come home and do something for my community, as I've been doing for the Navy for 33 years. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, For those who don't know, you know, each um, service, each branch says something a little differently. I share with you, I work for the Marine Corps, and of course, that's a big oorah. What's the Navy say? (laughs) <laughs> you are brothers yeah, for sure. <laughs> we brothers in, in the coat of arms. Yes, you know, right. It's just the cloth we wear. That's uh, right. Every opportunity you got to take the advantage of getting your message across. And um, this is just a way to motivate minds to say we're here together. We're brothers and sisters of the cloth, being the uniform we we wear and the flag we salute. So, yeah, that's what, that's what it's all about. Sir, I can't thank you enough. This has been such an honor and a true pleasure. And I know we will see you at the nearest parade, giving back in a big way, whether it's, um, you know, the local organizations that we all know so well, like the Food Pantry uh, at Central Presbyterian Church or what have you. But just thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those of you listening, you can use the hashtag Navy Week and keep up with what's going on here in Mobile and across our nation. You can also follow the Navy Office of Community Outreach on Facebook, Twitter, 
Twitter and Instagram. Okay, have fun with that. And of course, follow them, outreach.navy.mil. Navy Weeks, this is going to be so much fun. We're continuing with Mardi Gras and saying thank you to our sailors, our men and women who proudly wear that uniform. That you have been listening to, uh, Command Master Chief Antonio Tony Perryman. Thank you so much. Mobile native. Murphy High School graduate and a proud American. We so appreciate you on the show. I thank you. I'm honored and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk to my city that I love so much about my Navy that I love so much. So thank you. You bet. And thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Community Roundtable. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley as we continue to celebrate and acknowledge and say thank you to our men and women in uniform in honor of Navy Week Mobile. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.